ideas and inspirations come from your you know immediate they all around you they're up in the air to be plucked it's in the movement of the breeze it's in the sound of the sea it's in the sound of the birds you know all around you there's creativity happening every second of the day there are many misconceptions about human beings a big one is that only some of us have the ability to imagine things and make them real that there are two types of people in the world left brain and right brain left brain or logical and analytical and right brain or emotional intuitive and creative if this is to be believed diverse skill sets become the exception rather than the norm because when labels tell us we can either be this or that we stick to the script we toe the line rest assured there are more than two types of people in this world in 2013 researchers from the university of utah analyzed the brains of more than 1000 young people between the ages of 7 and 29 to find out if one side of the brain was more dominant they found no evidence of sightness or dominance of one side of the brain that means there's hope for all of us hi and welcome back to season 2 of habits matter i'm your host shreya c singh founder and ceo of harappa education on this episode we three incredible guests winner of this year's dadasaheb phalke award an educationist honored with the padma shri and a writer and keynote speaker we delve into some fascinating discussions what is creativity and what stifles it what can we learn from people who dedicated their life to creativity and where do good ideas come from keep listening Uh, my name is Gauri Ishwaran. I'm an educationist. My entire life has been with school kids. And I, I've set up the Sanskriti school in Delhi. And I was fortunate to be awarded the Padma Shri in 2004. In a kindergarten class. When I went in once, as I entered, the teacher was telling the kid that, you know, Beta, aisa nahi. it is not this color. So I... Out of curiosity, I peeped in. He had made magenta leaves. And the teacher was trying to tell him that it should be green. And I stopped her. Because I said, why are you depressing the creativity of the child? And I asked him, I said, sweetheart, why are you making it magenta? He says, I don't like green leaves. I, like, I wish leaves were of this color. So I explained to the teacher that he has given you a very logical answer. He's thinking for himself, let it be. There was another kid who used to make every cloud one uh, horrendous orange. And the excuse he gave me was, he said, I hate all these white clouds. So boring, ma'am. Orange is so exciting. The state of our education system is alarming because it nips independent thinking in the butt when our minds are still clean slates. We are punished for being a squiggly, messy selves and rewarded for thinking in straight lines. Creativity is banished to a lesser realm. In fact, it is neither taught nor nurtured. So over the course of time, forced to conform to preset norms, we become thoroughly uncreative. Some of us are luckier, however. Meet Ganesh Sehli, writer-photographer and winner of this year's Dada Sahib Palki Award. 
India's highest recognition for cinema. He thanks his teacher for aiding and encouraging his curiosity when he was just six. My school teacher, uh, when I was a child, uh, she would call me a chatterbox, uh, Miss Edith Gala, my class teacher from class one to class four. First time I saw a caterpillar, I, this is a true story. I brought her a caterpillar and she said, oh wow, uh, that's a caterpillar Ganesh. And she said, now watch, watch, watch what happens to this caterpillar. She made me watch a few days later bursting and out came this cabbage leaf butterfly. Curiosity and exploration are stepping stones to creativity, which is why it's so essential to nurture them, preferably as early as possible and in school. But what's creativity anyway? Is it the preserve of writers, poets and painters alone? To be able to solve problems, um, to be able to innovate, all that comes under creativity. It could be in science, it could be in art, it could be, it could be anywhere. It could be even in reducing your household, the load of your household work. It's the ability to think differently and to have the courage to think differently. Creativity could be as pioneering as getting women to abandon corsets, as Coco Chanel did in the early 20th century, or as complex as finding a vaccine that makes safe anyone it touches. Or as simple as figuring out what to do with a broken chair. Creativity is also how well we adapt to new contexts. A book that really captures this thinking well for me is David Epstein's Range, where he makes a critical distinction between generalists and specialists. Epstein says, generalists with more diverse skill sets gathered through experiences and knowledge from multiple fields, essentially range, are more likely to connect unrelated ideas and adapt better to uncertainty. They triumph over specialists by being more creative problem solvers. Meet Meeta Gupta, a writer and a keynote speaker who shares similar views. How many of us are able to render something that we have learned in one context into another context? So this ability to shift contexts is also absolutely important to applying creativity. In some ways, you can call this the power of cut, copy, paste. Of course, creativity goes way beyond adapting like generalists and comes in many forms. For example, in his book, Frames of Mind, author Howard Gardner debunks IQ as an indicator of cognitive performance. He instead offers his theory of multiple intelligences, which says we all have the potential to develop a combination of eight intelligences, linguistic, musical, logical, mathematical, spatial, kinesthetic, interpersonal, intrapersonal, and naturalistic. While this theory has been challenged and has evolved, it holds a big learning that most human beings possess a range of intelligences. Of course, in varying degrees, and that different intelligences can be developed and combined to expand a creative horizon. Beyond the theories, what's crucial to remember is that creativity, in all its forms, can be nurtured, taught, learned, relearned, and practiced. When you start off, your first trial runs are going to be rubbish. It's just that you get better and better at any skill. Creativity too is a, a, a skill. 
And the more you engage with it, the more you engage with your imagination, the more you engage with your imagination, enabling it in certain pathways, the better you get at it. And at the heart of creativity lies a potentially great thing, the idea. Ideas and inspirations come from your, you know, immediate, uh, they're all around you. They're up in the air to be plucked. It's in the movement of the breeze. It's in the sound of the sea. It's in the sound of the birds. The, you know, all around you, there's creativity happening every second of the day. Some ideas are already around us, waiting to be plucked. Others happen when we step out of our comfort zone and engage with different and contradictory perspectives. For example, creating cognitive diversity or making space for different people who bring with them different ways of thinking yields incredible outcomes. Leveraging these differences in experience, culture and background is a sure way to drive innovation. If at this point you're thinking, oh no, this is confusing, and there's no one way to go about thinking up a great idea, well, you're right. Fortunately, we have some clues on where you can start, because ultimately, all ideas stem from one place. People will always say curiosity. I actually want to change that to fascination. It's not just curiosity that's going to lead you to creativity. You need to be sort of fascinated to find out more. You need to be fascinated by the why and the how and the what next. Yet, despite our best efforts, ideas often evade us and we find ourselves stuck in a rut. Why? Everydayness is what we get plastered by. You know, it sort of covers up, uh, it covers up all your creativity and just, uh, you know, getting on with it. Like, you know, boiling the egg becomes more important than uh, anything else. Creativity is like a tiny little fairy. A fairy that's um, very delicate, very um, scare, easily scared. So you, if you rush it, if you ask it too many questions, if you make too many demands of this fairy, that little fairy is going to get scared and it's just going to fly away. And, and then you, you won't really be able to engage with or listen to what this little fair, creativity fairy had to come and tell you. But it is true that creativity can be rushed away by too many deliverables, too many goals. It can be rushed away by, by our internal pressures. You feel too much stress. And, and suddenly you realize that you're not able to think things through uh, in your imagination. You're not able to open up your imagination because you're so focused on the deliverables. It's not a jack juicer that you have to, once you're in, you can't pull yourself out. You know, we used to call them jack juicers, these sugarcane machines. Huh? When I was a kid, and I don't know what you guys call them. Sometimes sitting and letting my brain do nothing and just feel and, and process all the things that have happened around me without necessarily a sense of purpose. Uh, this is something, um, uh, I'll tell you, my friends tease me for one word. I love using this word. The word is flaneur. I call myself a flaneur because once every six months, I will just take a walk, a long walk in any part of the city with absolutely no purpose. That is a day when I allow purpose to find me. And in that day, 
it doesn't matter what experiences come to me all of them are food for my creative soul oh i just get up go for a walk <laughs> much easier get up go for a walk do something different go back to it you know and maybe you'll find that bend in the river that you've been looking for that doesn't mean great ideas will serendipitously fall like apples on your head eureka moments are rare creativity is hard work generally you can't just sort of uh, waffle on and hope that uh, lightning strikes you uh, you know it doesn't i see it as a paddling the one's canoe in the right direction you know you you paddle in the direction that you want to go at the end of the day your creativity must deliver a solution to a goal so yes it starts without purpose purpose comes to you the solution comes to you and you have to finally align it all the way back to its a purpose and goal uh, as well so while the process is to deny purpose the end point is always some purpose which is which is what again we emotionally connect to we and our purpose find that moment of connect using creativity that you consistently have to work towards what you uh, you know you don't uh, otherwise uh, you can be sitting there till drops of blood come out of your brow and nothing will happen believe me unless you're working consistently towards uh, what you are looking for and uh, then once in a while with a bit of luck you find something uh, you know that hap- that comes along don't forget that world changing ideas evolve over time as slow hunches rather than sudden breakthroughs building on ideas already there from different fields and combining them in new ways is a secret to consistent creativity it's not easy but it gets easier with time with experience and effort comes the state of flow everything is easy it's the easiest state of being in in a way and you will you find yourself whether it's a corporate ppt you're writing or whether it's a poem you will find yourself just sort of burbling like a spring like a little river you you'll find yourself burbling your way to the end remember a lot of it is going to be nonsense and you will have to edit it later on as well <laughs> but let that flow because there's wonderful stuff happening there there's authenticity there's emotion there's connect there's resonance and that is the essence of creativity when you are in flow and on those days it's glorious i mean it's like sunshine bursting through after the clouds na i know what you mean then lightning strikes you <laughs> and you sit and uh, you're able to create then much more than you would uh, slog 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 it's our endless fascinations with the world around us that leads us to new ideas steve jobs was coming back from an apple orchard when he decided to name his company apple simply because the word sounded friendly and spirited imagine that i would uh, you know tell young people keep going keep going There's, you can only get better and it does make you better and better uh, just uh, sheer persistence keep at it keep at it you know don't give up in whatever you're doing the best is yet to be you know there's a poem by tennyson called ulysses and in ulysses he wants to reach the horizon so he sails and sails and then he sees the art and he can see the horizon beyond the arch he's delighted and he goes through the arch and he finds the horizon is still further away so that is how knowledge is you never know everything 
Habits Matter is a show brought to you by Harappa Education. This episode was scripted, produced, and managed by Nitin Shamsuddin, Nishan Singh, and Soumya Bahuguna. Shout out to our bright audio engineer Madhavan Bhattacharjee and our design team Suman Kaur, Utsar Bangchuk, Neha Nagar, and Nidhi Paul. Follow Habits Matter on Instagram and Harappa Education on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. <laughs>